Welcome to Season 6 of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Nguyen of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jesse Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In Season 6, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand. We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Talk. This week we have Anna Chadid. She just had a baby and her baby name is the most perfect name for a paper floral artist. It is Flora. How adorable. And if you haven't so seen cute. any pictures, oh my gosh, she is the cutest thing. I saw her arms and legs. She has like the Michelin like It's so welcome, Anna. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Yes. <laughs> I miss talking to you. And it has been a while, actually, since we talked. Yes, I know. And I'm very excited because I got to talk to Sarah. Yeah, I've been a fan for a long time since I was in Brazil. And I I was like, oh my gosh, she made the most beautiful romantic flowers ever. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wait, you're our guest, not me. (laughs) Actually, I had you on my list of people that I wanted to invite. And I've actually been following you too. You're probably one of the longer ones that I followed too. Yes. How are you doing from having a baby and transitioning? It's quite a journey. It's very tiring. But it's totally worth it. I knew it would be a lot of work and I knew I would have to step back from my paper flower duties for a while. So yeah, it's been worth it because flower is like growing and developing so well. And it's very cool to see a little human being like developing things and discovering things and becoming a human being is quite the experience. It's so cool. Is she letting you sleep? And she's letting me sleep. I'm still breastfeeding okay. her. She just like starts solid until it's like four months. Oh. So we are like introducing solids. And now she has three meals throughout the day from solids, but she's still breastfeeding. At night, she usually just wake me up like once in the middle of the night, which is not bad at all. She's still yeah. like pretty much a baby. <laughs> Yeah, but she's a good sleeper. But oh, again, I have like her on a schedule. I do everything at the same time, everything in a very coherent sequence for her to recognize everything I'm doing. I think that helps also Mm -hmm. with her sleep schedule. So yeah, I'm being able to rest a little bit, not enough, maybe (laughs) in 20 years or not. (laughs) I'm going to have a full night of sleep again. My kid is six and I still don't sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm well aware. It is what it is. I wait for a long time to actually have a baby because I knew it would be like a lot of work and I wasn't mentally prepared to have a baby to be like responsible, solely responsible for a human being. So I wait till I was like 35, 36 and I'm like, okay, it's time. Let's try for a baby. How many hours do you usually now put into just like your paper flower business now that you are a new mom? Usually when she takes naps during the day she starts yeah. to length her nap times now she usually takes an hour and 20 minutes an hour and a half if i'm lucky she takes two hours a two-hour nap so i'm really <laughs> lucky i have time to tidy things up 
in the house. And then I'm just at a point that I don't make flowers anymore, but I'm like researching mm-hmm. stuff that I want to do in the future. And I'm organizing a lot of thoughts and projects that I want to do, want to make. I am taking new photos of my older work from the book because I, I realize I need to see them in another perspective because I think like my aesthetics changed after I got pregnant. Like I'm seeing like things change a little bit. So I'm experimenting with a lot of things, but in a very short time, like sometimes I get 20 minutes of doing this, like very quick, very fast. Yeah. Or if I'm lucky, I can get an hour of doing like those kind of things, like reorganizing, researching, and I'm trying to update my website. <laughs> and it's taking me forever to do that. Yeah. You, do, yes. you do what you have to do with the little time you have and feel happy. Like it's life now. My priority is my kid right now. So it is what it is. I'm happy. I do miss like just sit down and make bigger flowers. I, on the other hand, I do miss her when she goes take a nap. I'm like, dude, I need some rest. But on the other hand, I'm like, I miss my kid. I want to be like with her, like holding her. Like, so what's wrong with me? How much maternity leave are you giving yourself? For the first four months, I'm not going to even think about working or doing anything. So it was my fourth, what they call the fourth trimester. It's immediate postpartum. It's the hardest one. So I'm going to give myself grace and I'm going to let things go. And then when she was about six months, like three months ago, I was maybe I should start trying to work a little bit because it's just the two of us, Bruna and I, my partner mm-hmm. and I. Then I don't have my village. I don't have my yeah. parents. I don't have friends nearby. I don't want to put her in the daycare. I don't want to have a babysitter because I want to be there for her. I want to be the primary source of knowledge and relationship for her. And I want to see her developing all the, all the milestones, all the bad things, all the good things. (laughs) So I want to be there for her, like emotionally, physically. So yeah, I'm extending my maternity leaves as much as I can, but also trying to get back on track with my own life. Yeah. Let's look this way. Yes. So how are you slowly transitioning over? What tools are you implementing to help you bring yourself back into the social media, doing all the posting, sharing your work, letting your audience know that you're still here. You're still doing paper flowers. Exactly. You have to do that. At some point, you have to get back and you have to use the tools that you have available to do that. I is one of those tools. It was a resistance on my side. I was like, I'm not going to use AI. It's, it's not personal enough. And I feel like my followers deserve better. But on the other hand, for example, I don't like to exactly think about what I'm going to have to write on the captions of the pictures or the videos, the reels, uh, because essentially I just use Instagram. That's it. I started using AI to generate some caption. So what I do is that I give the AI some prompt or I ask something related to something that I want to post. And then the AI gave me like a base thing to write in the caption. And then I'm like, okay, let's give you a little twist. 
let's give a little like personal touch. There we go. So I don't have to, because having a baby is like mentally is very exhausting. On top of my list, the things that I want to do is to rest. <laughs> it's not just the rest of me. Yeah. But sure. Uh, so I'm using like artificial intelligence to help me go through those things, mm-hmm. which is amazing because it's a tool. And if you know how to use it in your favor, it's awesome. It's great. It's going to save you a lot of time and you're going to have the time to put in your kid, which is what I like to do or in my work, which is what I like to do. Yeah. AI is one of those things. And I really recommend that you guys give it a try because it's good. It's easy. It's accessible. Don't be afraid. Yes, because it's just another tool. I'm actually a little afraid of using it because I haven't really been experienced with it. But I have so many questions about this because do you (laughs) put a photo and then ask for it to explain it to you? Or I maybe use chat. It's basically if you're searching something on Google, you like ask something or how should I write a post about, I don't know, white poppies in a gloomy day. Let's put this way. And then, yeah, it's going to answer to you what you should say. It's like a cheerful thing or a sad thing or a gloomy thing. You have to feed the AI with exactly what you want, basically. You have to put the right words there. And it's a trial and error. When it generates the answer, it asks you, is this a good answer? How can I improve it? So you have the back and forth until you get like something that you might like. Mm -hmm. But it's not like... Exactly what you would say, because it, after all, it's like very personal. You're like writing for your always for your viewers. You've just tweaked a little bit, put your personal touch. Right. Especially when I ask, I usually ask in English. So I have to translate to Portuguese. I just get the meaning of everything and write on my own words, because for me, it's easier to do that way. And I ask in English because I sometimes I make a lot of honest mistakes, like grammatically, or I write something wrong. It gives me the correct way of doing it. So, yes, yeah. it does grammar correct on chat GPT, which is great. Yeah, kind of. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Are you doing this on your phone or on your computer? Usually I do that. You can do both, but I usually do, uh, do it on the desktop. And if you use both like Apple devices, you can copy and paste from one another. Oh, and last question, because I, like I told it's, you, yes. I have no idea. Oh, um, please do. My husband probably uses it more than I do, but I think I tried once and I like was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but because... I don't think I'm asking the right questions or I'm not feeding the right prompt to them. So that's why I'm always a little like confused with that. But I, oh, my question was, does it study you? Do you have a like profile for yourself or every time you ask the question, it has to like restart? I have the answer for this because I've been testing it out. And first of all, one, if you don't know how to ask JetGP, Ask it. Tell him, this is your scenario. How do I ask you this question? And then it will tell you how you should ask that question to ChatGPT. And you just copy and paste it and then it'll just spit out the answer. And yes, yeah. it will study. So if you have the paid version, which I do, what you can do is have several different chat histories. And what I do is I mm-hmm. go back, let's say 
I wanted to summarize this particular podcast. I will save my podcast history chat so it remembers the tone that I want to use, the verbiage I want to use. I will actually copy and paste previous show notes to have study it. And I'll tell it, please study this. Tell me what kind of tone, what kind of direction that this is taking. And then you make sure that it tells you. I actually have a Google Doc that I save all the different particular words and answers and questions. And then you can actually formulate everything. It does go really fast as you go back and forth. But as long as you study it and recognize it and remember what it says. So I always have a Google Doc to reference things. Yeah, that's how you use the tool. Yeah. It's a tool. Yes, it's a tool. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is the new thing. Like back in the day when we're applying for a job or whatnot, these are the skills that you need to know. And it was so simple, like Word doc or something. I don't know, like Excel sheets. But I think <laughs> that the new age, it's going to be, yeah, I know how to implement AI and make the skills better. I think AI it, can be like a very good tool, a very like reliable mm-hmm. tool, but it's not going to do anything that you don't want it to do it yeah. because you are in control. Exactly. Essentially. Yep. Have it's, you guys tried? It's kind of dumb. Not very smart. Let's take the word. It's going to take a very long time until uh, it realizes it, it can take the word from us. I know. I'm going to do it. Have you guys tried the photo ones? Or is that is that I, something that people do? Or yes. I, don't, I don't know. I, I've seen it randomly. Like I forgot the name of the one that I was using. It. It's the I forgot the name. But I tried. I tried the, the photo ones, and it's fun. Oh my god, it's so much fun! <laughs> so much fun. Like endless possibilities. Yes, yeah. endless. But the, actually, the the photo ones you have to be way more specific to get yeah. like a very good result. You have to be like very specific. And if you want like something in a very specific aesthetic, you have to be like very precise, mm-hmm. feeding the words and the things that you want. Yeah. It's it's a, a little bit more work to do mm-hmm. until we figure out what you're doing. I think with words and text, it's more intuitive than with the images. It's so interesting. Technology is constantly evolving and changing. I think our job is to say, Does it fit my lifestyle? Can I work with this? Yes. And how can it work for me where you're not taken over? And I think a lot of creatives, we're so tired of social media. We're so tired of technology. We just want to focus on our art. But to sell your art, you need to really think about what's going around you. Yeah, you do. But you also have to think that those are tools. You have to use them in your favor the best way you can. It can be very entertaining to spend like a lot of time just scrolling Instagram feeds and you can get lost like for a couple of minutes. So yeah, be aware of that. That's the bad side of like social media, especially Instagram. You can get lost like scrolling and seeing things that might upset you, especially again with the babe talk, especially after I have a kid, (laughs) I have a baby. I get tons of videos. Oh, your baby's not sleeping well. Your baby's not eating well. Oh, you no. should do this, do that. And I'm like, what the hell? Just want to scroll and see beautiful things. Yes. Oh my goodness. It was definitely yeah. hard to not compare with other like family vlog- bloggers and be like, why does my family look so crazy at Disneyland other than not because like theirs? Yeah, because they're the just lying is, to us. They're lying to us. <laughs> 
Yeah. Amber's family's come. We have been batshit yeah. crazy. <laughs> yes. Every, I mean, at Disneyland, it's going to be like not that happy with the family. I think I really think it's meant for like adults without kids, like when you're dating yeah. and yeah. not with kids. Oh, man. But speaking of which, you should definitely make your way to Disneyland before she is two. I think that's when you're free. While you're two, maybe before you're three. I'll meet you there. I feel like so weird and out of the curve in this way. We never wanted to go to amusement parks. We don't want to do this kind of stuff. We're very private. When we, and I say need because sometimes you need to get out of the house. Yes. You just need to. You need to socialize with other human beings you know, <laughs> yeah. other than each other. And then we get out of the house and the baby. It's a lot of work. Yes. My God. It takes a village yeah. that I don't have. It's a- I didn't go out for a whole year, wow. I think. Because every time we went out, I was like, why did I do this? And babies require wow. so much. I yeah. see the strollers, yeah. the diapers. The snacks, the milk, like everything. It's like you're carrying your whole house behind you. And every time we did go out, he would have a blowout. (gasps) And it was all over the place. And I was like, why did I go out? (laughs) Oh, man. I was lucky. I was lucky. Florida's blowouts were usually inside a house at home. And it wasn't very disastrous. It was like it's very contained. Whole, it was like, well, okay, year. we have a... Yeah, the whole first year. Like, yeah. Now she, she started solids. Things are better because they don't do like the very mushy poop anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like more kind of a solid, more like a peanut butter kind of consistency. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I'm talking about baby poop. This is the first yeah. time Paper Talk is talking about blowouts. It's awesome. <laughs> baby poop. Here we are, people. Yes. That's real life. It is. You guys it like, is. no. And here we are. <laughs> we talk about Welcome everything here. Real life. Yes. So oh if you gosh. don't have kids, sink twice. <laughs> because there's a lot of things coming your way. Oh, even if you have a fur baby, they have blowouts too. <laughs> they have, exactly. Yes. Dude, yes. I had two elder elder cats. One of them. Unfortunately, she passed out oh, like no. in January. I'm so yeah, sorry. I lost my black one. But, yeah, oh. I, I, I miss her so much. Yeah. But she was like, oh, she was almost 16. Yeah. She had a lot of health issues and she was suffering. So I was like, you know what? You've suffered enough. We don't need this anymore. You and I, we had like a good run. We were happy. Oh. It is what it is. Now she sits on my shelf. I can oh. see her ashes there. <laughs> I got together some whiskers that were like around the house. So I kept those whiskers too. And I have oh. another elder cat. That sometimes she goes in the litter box and come out with some surprises stuck in her butt. Oh, no. So yeah, Life. babies and elder furry babies. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of work. Yes, so much work. Just yeah. in life in general. And husband. Let's add husbands to the work list too. Right. But yeah, let's go back to the useful tools that we can use to make your life easier because your real life is not easier. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. What other tools do you use, Anna? I'm using Notion. Notion is essentially, have you ever used for organize your workflow, basically? Yes. But 
Notion is like what we use at home, Bruno and I. So we put things related to the house and related to Flora, like foods that she already had, like common allergens. So we are organizing everything of that. And mm-hmm. you can use Notion for other things too. Milanote, I like to use Milanote to organize my ideas about like projects, for example. I used Milanote a lot when I was like buying things for Flora, for the nursery or like clothes that I hard to have, loud the toys that I want her to have. So those are the tools that I really like to use, like Notion, Milanote, and with chat GPT. Yeah, those are the, the things that I like to use to organize. And of course, you can use like some like spreadsheets on Google. Google Docs have a lot of things that you can use also. So what is the evolution yeah. of your business? What's the next thing we can expect from you? Do you know mm-hmm. yet? What's already planning? I want to know. <laughs> I was thinking about it and I'm either going to go in the more artistic art direction and start to use my knowledge that I have on paper right now to create some more of one of a kind pieces. Or if the time allows me, I would love to go back to weddings and events because it's a thing that I really like it to make something come true, paper flowers for a bride or buccaneers and stuff like that, like very fashion oriented. Mm-hmm. Which is my background. I really love fashion and I used to work with wedding events in, in Brazil and make bouquets, boutonnieres. And of course, this is a great thing to do. Or if Flora becomes literally the center of my life, I would I could go in that direction. And I don't know, create things for kids, for parties and stuff like that things more whimsical and I don't know I have options in front of me and I'm like I wonder which path I would like to to follow mm-hmm. but I think it's too soon to tell I have a lot of projects in my mind sometimes I'm taking a shower and I'm wondering and thinking about the possible outcomes of using crepe paper and I have what I think it is not exactly as good idea <laughs> and then I just write it down or I create like a Milanote board and pin things there and sometimes I put the thing about Milanote and see so you, you can put some links on it too so you have you can put a link and then go to where you found the reference or go back to buy the thing that you pin it there and it's very useful in that way to organize your ideas. But I'm still very much a fan of paper and pen. So I write a lot and I draw a lot. Mm. I try to do that on the iPad, but I don't know. It's not the same feeling. (laughs) I need the paper. Yeah. They have the screen protector, like paper-like that you can put on top. It's It's not the same. same. It's very convenient because you're not like wasting any more Paper. resources. <laughs> yeah. And and you can take with you whatever. And it's all there. But I don't know, dude. There's something about the feeling of your hand and the paper. And yes. The way you, I don't know. 
That's why we're paper just, artists. We just love that tactile yeah. feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're hands-on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're hands-on. I need to. Sometimes I catch myself doing exactly like that. I get a strip of paper and I'm just stretching and twisting and doing something to yeah. see what happens. Yes. So yeah. fun. Like, sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes I'm like, ooh. <laughs> this could be a potential flower. I love that moment where yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so brilliant. I mean, I still have to find a way to carve some time to go back to do that. But for now, I'm on the research realm. Mm-hmm. But with this way, take advantage I of love. that. I really yeah. loved. Yeah. I really love that that feeling of researching things and collect collecting data. Let's put this way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I really like this. Me too. And go on lots of walks and take lots of pictures of pretty flowers. Oh, to my to-do list. I need to make this. <laughs> make this one day, maybe. <laughs> yes, right. And then exactly. it gets in the list like forever. <laughs> okay, Anna. So this particular season, we are talking about our favorite snacks that we love to eat as we're working or watching TV. What is your favorite? It could be a drink too. So what are you consuming? I guess is the better word. Oh, man, I'm a chocolate fan and I always go back to chocolate. Yeah, chocolate's my drug up choice. My drug up choice is chocolate. (laughs) I'm here because I'm addicted. (laughs) So what's your chocolate? I like chocolate. Like, don't discriminate. I I eat it at all. But my favorite would be like percent. But sometimes I crave something very sweet. Mm-hmm. And have you ever tried Tony Chocolonely? Oh, I, I think know it's Tony. It's like really colorful, the wrap. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I yes. know what you're talking yes. about. We actually <gasps> found them for really cheap at the bargain market. Ooh. And so we bought like the whole box. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hear <Yeah>. beer. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. They're they really like good. Kind of and colorful uh, cover. Yes. Yeah. So they're very colorful. They taste good. They have lots of flavors. They go from 70 or 80% to like milk, chocolate with like pretzels. And like there's there's one bar. Yeah. It tastes more real. There's one bar that have it all like pretzels, sea salt, everything you can think of. They have in that bar. It's like garbage day. This is my garbage (laughs) day. So I'm going to eat this. It's pretty much like that. And they're supposed to be like, slave free trading like oh. like chocolate so yeah i was researching like years back about like chocolate because i really love chocolate and i eat chocolate like basically every day so i was like dude i need to consume this but i need to be a little bit more like conscious <laughs> and a little bit more responsible on what i'm doing so I started researching and there is a couple companies that do very responsible productions of chocolate Mm -hmm. because the main chocolate comes from Ivory Coast, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And the labor laws there are very shady. When you read about it, you're like, I'm not eating chocolate ever. And so sad. What am I doing? Like I'm contributing to this horrible worst condition. Those are human beings. So there is a couple of brands of chocolate that are very responsible in that way. And they give back to the community and uh, it works a little bit better. It's not ideal, but it's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. 
Tony Shuffle it's one of those. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to look for them. How about you, Sarah? What are you snacking on? I'm sure I have plenty of like unhealthy snacks that I snack on too. But, <laughs> but snacks I, supposed to yeah. be unhealthy. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But then the one that I recently just got into was actually this like apple and it's very specific. It's a cosmic crisp apple. And they're from Washington. And it's because my sister-in-law, who's from Washington, introduced me to them. And I was like, what's the big deal of this apple? And then we had them. And I was like, no, it actually tastes really good. I've never had an apple that I'm like, whoa, this is really good. It's just an apple. It's good. This this apple is... Cockris. Yeah. Yes. Trader Joe carries it in my area. Yes, they do. Yeah. And they're really good. Yes. They are. They are really so. Yes. <laughs> you're like, you buy it and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like apple. a satisfying apple. Yes. I, and it's a I don't satisfying. Think, yeah. I don't think I've had a satisfying apple. So that's my current snack. <laughs> I totally get it. Because I, I have this with when strawberries are in season, like right now, mm. I have this with strawberries when they are in season. They're like, you bite it and you're like, oh my God, strawberries. Yes. And it's like, and then red you buy the strawberries. Yes. Yeah. And they are like sweet and juicy. And then you uh-huh. have them, you're like, oh my God, I'm in strawberry heaven right now. Yeah. Yes. And then you <laughs> have the strawberries in October and they're like, where are the strawberries? And you're eating it. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yes. Yeah. And how about you, Queen? How about you? Blackberries. They're so good right really? now. They're really big and juicy. Oh yeah, they, yeah. Because they are also in season. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So good. I'll have to get some. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. That was an amazing episode. I will be following you and seeing how all the amazing things that you'll be doing hopefully soon. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. It was like a delight to talk to you too. I was missing a good talk with my paper flower flower fellows. Yes. I love doing the podcast. I think that's one thing I love about this. I get to talk to people. Dude, the podcast is awesome. I have people in Brazil that tell me, Oh, I just discovered the podcast. And I'm like, I just discovered this now. Yay. Like, it's great. There's a lot of useful information. And every time they interview someone, it's so cool. And you're all such different characters. And I'm like, yeah, we are like very different, but we have paper flowers and paper stuff in common. So I guess we work together. It works. Yes. Hey. <laughs>